Hey, Mama. So many of you have been asking for resources on how to prepare to leave your job and transition into full-time entrepreneurship. Well, I'm super excited to share that I was able to find the perfect guest to speak on this topic. Today, I'm sitting down with Coach Shaniqua Horstead to talk about how she knew it was time to leave her job and what steps she took to transition from a nine-to-five to full-time entrepreneurship. Her entrepreneurial journey began in 2017, and since then, she has tried her hand at many things, all of which have helped shape her into who she is today, a build her. As a mother, wife, and businesswoman, it's not always easy, but with God, a mindset for success, and the proper strategies in place, Shaniqua has been able to fast-track her results and leave corporate America. Now she is fully committed to helping others develop their true-to-self brand and show up online with confidence. Let me just say that Shaniqua was such a joy to talk to. She is such a bright light and has such a sweet spirit. Her journey from a nine-to-five to to full-time entrepreneurship is so inspiring, and I know it will encourage all of you mamas who are working towards the same. So let's jump into today's episode. Hey, mama. Welcome to the Mama Term Mompreneur podcast. I'm Andrea Singletary, a wife, mom of two, podcaster and former virtual assistant turned podcast strategist and consultant. Friend, I know you're tired of feeling burnt out with your online business. You know it's time to stop building your business solely on social media, but aren't sure how or where to even begin. You dream of starting a podcast, but figuring out how to monetize it leaves you feeling overwhelmed. If you're ready to get the full scoop on how to monetize a podcast and grow your online business without, wait for it, sacrificing motherhood or your sanity, grab your coffee, pull out that notebook and pen and put in those earbuds and let's dig in. Today on the Mama Turn Mompreneur podcast, I am sitting down with Shaniqua Horstead, and I'm super excited to chat with her because she's going to share with us her journey from transitioning from a nine to five to full-time entrepreneurship. So Shaniqua, welcome to the show. I'm super excited to chat with you today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Super grateful for just the opportunity. (laughs) Yeah. So how about you tell us about yourself, who you are, what you do, and all about your family? Sure. Absolutely. So um, originally from Charlotte, North Carolina, and where I still currently reside, Um, my husband and I, we've got two little kids. They're 15 months apart. I'm sure some of the moms who are listening can can relate to that probably, (laughs) but they're 15 months apart. And um, my business is uh, called Beautifully Her. And in that business, I get the opportunity to coach women all across the world um, to really develop their true to purpose brands and then leveraging platforms like Instagram and social media to actually promote those brands. So I absolutely love what I do. I get to inspire. I get to educate. Um, I get to help other women to go after their passion and the things that they love and feel empowered and confident in doing so. So that's 
pretty much the gist of, of who I am. I am a you know family person. I love spending time with my family and other families. So that's that's pretty much who I am as a whole. Awesome. And I love what you do and what your business stands for. I'm excited to learn more about that. Um, so how about you tell us what was your journey to becoming a mompreneur? Oh, that is such a good question. Honestly, my first business was in jewelry. So the first business that I ever started, I was pregnant and my husband and I were making like, I don't know, I think I was making like $8 and some change (laughs) an hour. And here we are, like we're about to have our second child and in no position to be having a second child. Right. And so one of the things that I really wanted to try to do was just bring in some extra income. So I signed up for like this MLM company uh, Mm -hmm. where we sold jewelry. And in doing that, I really discovered this passion for helping other women to be confident. Because when you're selling jewelry and you're trying to show, show people, okay, here, try this piece, or this will look good on your skin tone. This will look good with this outfit. I found that a lot of the women had reservations and these sort of limiting beliefs about what they thought they could wear, right? I can't Mm -hmm. wear that because it's the color is too bright. I can't wear that because that doesn't look good on me. It would look cute on you. And it really got me to asking them and having conversations with them like, hey, where did that idea come from? Where did you adapt this mindset that you can't wear yellow because you have darker skin or you can't wear bolder pieces of jewelry because you work in corporate America. Like where did you adapt this sort of thought process? And so I would spend a lot of time, funny enough, when I would go to events to sell jewelry, I would spend a lot of time talking with the women. And that's how I really discovered my passion for serving women and really helping them to be confident in who they are. Um, So fast forward, I was doing the jewelry business and also working in corporate America. And then, of course, the pandemic hit, right? And Mm -hmm. in the pandemic, we were all forced into our homes and we were teacher, lunch lady, mom, (laughs) (laughs) working a job, doing like all of the things, right? And that's when I found myself experiencing anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, I would get these debilitating headaches. Like it would be crucial to the point where I felt like I was going to puke. Like it was just a really awful experience. One day I remember coming downstairs um, and getting on my couch and just putting the blanket over my head because I just wanted to be alone. I just wanted to be in this darkness. And, you know, I felt like in that moment, God was really telling me like, you're going to have to choose if you're going to pursue your purpose, which is what I was doing. I was working my business from home, but I was also, you know, working my nine to five and it became very stressful. Right. And so he was, I felt like irritating me to this place or putting me into this position where I was going to have to choose. Like you have to choose if you're going to live this purpose driven life, or if you are going to stick with the corporate America nine to five. And so ultimately I ended up leaving the nine to five. Now I'm in full-time entrepreneurship and I, I absolutely love that I get to do things like this <laughs> all day. Yeah, that is awesome. And what an amazing journey to see like where you started and where you are now. And I can definitely relate. I, after I had my son, he was my first 
it was at the height of the pandemic. I was on maternity leave and I was like going back and forth about whether or not I should return to the nine to five or stay at home. And God made that decision for me because my job ended up closing down. And so it's just amazing how God will move. And it's like, okay, I'm going to help you make this decision (laughs) if you can't make it yourself. Yes, 100%. And I mean, even in in being on maternity leave, I'm sure you understand like that's a whole process in itself, right? Mm -hmm. And when I was in that, that place of anxiety and, you know, really struggling with my mental health, I went to my job and I was like, listen, I need a mental health break. And listen, Mm -hmm. it's not easy to get those breaks from your job. It's not easy to go to them and say like, okay, I am having a mental breakdown here. I need to prioritize my mental health. They look at you like it's a foreign language Mm -hmm. to them sometimes. So, you know, I, I just, you know, I always tell people it's hard enough to get a leave of absence when you are having a child, right? Mm-hmm. Let alone go to them and say, I need to prioritize my mental health. They look at you like you have two heads. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I I went through that so much. I was a preschool director and even when I was on vacation, I would get phone calls, text messages, all of the things. I think the only time they weren't able to get a hold of me was on my honeymoon. And that was because I was out of the country and I wasn't (laughs) willing to pay for international fees. But any other time I would go on vacation, all the phone calls, all the text messages. And it's like, there's no boundaries in corporate America. They do not care. Yeah. hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. So moving into our next question, why did you decide to pursue being a mompreneur? And I know you kind of shared a little bit um, just a while ago, but anything else you want to add about like what really caused you to just go for it? Yeah. You know, I think one thing that we adapt without even like it's our second nature to adapt is sort of the viewpoints and perspectives and experiences of the people who raise us, our family, our parents, our grandparents. And as much as I love my family, and people always look at me kind of sideways when I say this, as much as I love my family and I love my mom and I love all of the women in my family, they are the epitome of strong Black women, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. And I, I don't want other women around me to be that. Because as strong as they are and as talented as they are, the only people who get to experience their gifts are the people who are in their immediate circle, only the people in their families, right? And when I get to experience like my aunt's cooking or my mom, she's really great at organizing and she does all these fun things. When I get to experience that, I want to share that with everyone. I want to share that with the world. I want the world to experience their greatness But because of the mindset that they have, because of the way they approach life, because of the way they approach, you know, nine to fives and things of that nature, their mental capacity doesn't allow them to grasp the concept of letting the world experience your God-given talents. You have them for a reason. And the reason I, I, to answer the question, the reason I chose this path is because every day I get to help other women walk in that. I get to help them activate just that. I get to help them do just that. And this might sound a little bit corny, but I really feel like it's my passion 
to really change the world one brand at a time. The ladies who are listening to this podcast, right? The ladies who listen to you, the ladies who are a part of your community, their brand is called to create change, to create Mm -hmm. impact. Your podcast is meant to create impact, to cause there to be change in the world. And sometimes we just need somebody to lock arms with us and say, yeah, that you can do that. You're not crazy for wanting to pursue a life of purpose and and impact. And hey, by the way, you can also make money from it as well, right? And stay home with your kids. I love that so much. And it it's so true, especially like you said, it's that need amongst the black community, like, oh, I have to be a strong black woman. It's like, no, you know, I can be soft. I can do other things. I don't have to pursue that nine to five. I can create something of my own. And um it's funny that you mentioned that, like with your family, like my parents, they actually, when I was younger, they both had their nine to five, but they also had businesses. Like mm-hmm. my mom had her own tax business. My dad was a DJ. And so I got to see them doing both, but they never left their nine to five. Yeah. Like they still ran their businesses <laughs> and worked their nine to five. And I'm like, but why are you doing both? Like, can't you just pick one? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I, I fully understand. And I just, oh, I loved everything you just shared. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. It's like, you know, I I think that we, um, we have a generation of individuals that are ready to just I don't want to say risk it all, but risk it all for lack of a better word. You know, when I, when I told my mom that I was going to be, you know, that I wasn't going to be returning back to work, I was going to be pursuing entrepreneurship full time. She was like, absolutely not. You need job security. You need health insurance. You need, and I think that's a huge, huge part of why, you know, people, people don't go, you know, all in Mm -hmm. into entrepreneurship is just those little thoughts, those little um, beliefs just kind of keep us kind of stuck a little bit. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Um, I can say my mom, she made the decision this year to leave her nine to five and pursue Yay. entrepreneurship full time. And it's been so amazing seeing her journey and her like just build up that confidence and really pursue her dreams and just the weight that has been lifted off of her shoulder because her job, it was very intense. It was Mm -hmm. a lot on her and she would just always be so stressed out. And so to see her at peace, finally, it makes my heart happy because I was like so (laughs) worried about her when she was working. I'm like, girl, you have a heart attack, like (laughs) chill out. (laughs) And so just to see her just go for it, like it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, I bet. That's awesome. Congratulations to your mom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So for you, when you were still working your nine to five and building your business, like what did your days look like? Because you were still mom, you were still wife, like you still had all the things going on. So like, what did a typical day look like for you? OMG, um, super chaotic. No, just kidding. (laughs) So at the time, only my son was in school. So I would get up, you know, take my son to school and then, you know, come home and be home with my daughter, try to keep her busy with some little activities and things like that. And in the morning I would sign on, I would, you know, sign on to my work computer. I had three 
monitors on one desk. So I had, had, yeah, one laptop that was work with a monitor. So I had one laptop with a monitor that was work. And then I had my personal laptop that was business. So I would do emails and chats and, you know, engagement on social media, things like that from that laptop in between emails, meetings and projects at work. Right. And I was in the banking industry for anyone who might be curious. I was in the banking industry and I worked in, in treasury management. And so that was a part of my stress. Like, you know, like you were saying about your mom is like, I have to be cautious because I'm dealing with large lump sums of money. I'm dealing Mm -hmm. with corporations and I have to be very careful about where I put money. Am I adding an extra zero? Like you you gotta be careful. (laughs) And so I had this other laptop over here where I would, you know, do my, you know, engagement and things of that nature. And I would take my clients at night. I would take my clients at night when I got off at five. I would take my lunch break, you know, even though I was at home, I would use my lunch break to, you know, go live with my community. Instagram is my baby. Like that's my, mm-hmm. my biggest platform. I love it so much. All of my clients typically find me there. And so I would go live every single, every single week I would go live and I would, you know, teach a class. I would share something valuable with my audience. And mm-hmm. at night I would, I would take clients <laughs> on and the weekend. when did you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> after clients look, on the weekends, I would take clients. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a good point because I think that we try to maybe put a lot on our plate, right? We try to put a lot on our plate as entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. I would not recommend anyone to do that, right? <laughs> so yeah. if anybody is listening, that would not be my recommendation. If I could go back I would not recommend that someone do that because you're just draining yourself and totally depleting yourself to the mm-hmm. point where it becomes difficult to actually execute and execute well, right? And so I, I wouldn't recommend somebody doing that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I know you mentioned that like the anxiety you were feeling was a big part of you leaving your job and pursuing entrepreneurship full time. But was there anything else that um kind of like alerted you like okay, I need to do something different or like were there any signs that kind of like stood out to you where it's like okay, I need to leave this job. You know, I think one of the biggest things aside from that was the month prior to me like leaving my job or whatever, the month prior to that was and I'll be honest, it was the month that I had made the most money in my business and the amount of money that I made exceeded the amount of money that I was making at my nine to five. And I think sometimes we just need to put ourselves out there and prove to ourselves that we can do something before mm-hmm. we sort of like step out on that ledge. And I think that was the solidified proof that I could do it. Right. Mm -hmm. If I was able to accomplish this much while still working my nine to five, imagine what I could accomplish if I was doing this full time. How many Mm -hmm. clients I could take if I was doing this full time and not just at night, you know, three nights out of the week. Right. And so I think sometimes we just need to get to a place where we are achieving. Sometimes we put ourselves out there and we start to see the fruits of our labor and it can help boost your confidence. It can help you feel better about putting yourself out there. And I think that was one of the big things that helped me see for myself that, hey, 
I can do this. I am capable of accomplishing this. It's not just a dream of mine that is unobtainable, right? Like yeah. if if you think about the fact that you want to leave your job, but right now your job is your sole supply for taking care of your family, it seems far-fetched. It seems mm-hmm. so far away. Like how can I even get there? But small impactful changes lead to maximum outcome and results. And I think when you start, when people start to take those small intentional actions, they can prove to themselves and the people around them, like, Hey, I'm capable of this. I can do this. I can put myself out there and people are going to gravitate to what I'm doing. There are people out there who are like me. Right. And I think that was a a huge light bulb moment for me. Cause like you have these conversations with God and oh, I love him and he's great, right? But sometimes <laughs> you got to like prove it, you know, to yourself yeah. and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So I would say that was the other thing that was kind of like, okay, this is a good time for you to do it. Okay. I, I love that. Did you do anything to like prepare for leaving for your job? And if you didn't, do you have any tips for someone who is preparing for leaving their job? I did not really prepare to leave my job. I have to be honest and say um, my husband is very supportive. And so I didn't really do much to necessarily prepare per se, aside from having a conversation with him. And I know that I'm very fortunate because he does understand my vision and he's he understands what I'm trying to accomplish. And that makes it a, a lot easier. And I know everyone may not have that. But that would be the first thing I would recommend is if you don't have that, is just finding a way to find that support system. Um, Mm -hmm. Seek that wise counsel, someone who you can confide in and that you can trust who's going to give you sound advice, but also who's going to help push you a little bit past your comfort zone. And then another thing I would say, too, is if you are preparing to transition into full-time entrepreneurship, create a schedule for yourself. Mm. You might think that you have so much time. I think this was one of my biggest downfalls is thinking that, oh, I got eight more hours in the day. I got so much more time now. <laughs> you might think that you have more time, but you know, you have to be really disciplined and you have to be really structured with your time because otherwise it will slip away. And then next thing you know, like you're taking four hour naps. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> in the middle of the day. <laughs> yep. Yep. That is so true. The time piece, like I had to get to the point where I put my phone on focus mode. So like during my work hours, so that way no Instagram, no Facebook, none of those alerts are coming through because if not, I would get distracted. I would get sidetracked and then I'll look up and it's like, oh, I wasted the whole day. So getting that schedule and doing whatever you need to do to try to keep you focused when you're working, that's super important. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of times when people are transitioning into full-time entrepreneurship, we're focused on the financial piece. But mm-hmm. honestly, the financial piece will come when you take when you do those sort of acts of discipline and you build those positive habits. Mm-hmm. The financial piece, I feel like, is is going to come as long as you are continuously putting yourself out there and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one other thing I would say really quickly is I would also say if you are a person who is transitioning into full-time entrepreneurship, as far as the finances piece, 
Make sure that the offer that you have, whether it's a product, whether it's a service or whatever it may be, make sure that that is going to be priced accordingly to help you live a sustainable lifestyle. Because if your products are $10, I mean, I'm just using this as an example. If your product is $10, like think about it realistically, how much do you have to sell, including Mm -hmm. like your taxes, you know, your shipping fees shipping right your <laughs> how much it costs you to make it you know mm-hmm. your your packaging think about all of those things when it comes to the structure of how you actually price your products and services mm-hmm. and make sure that you have yourself positioned in a way that's going to make sense as far as the financial piece oh i so love that you said that i actually have an entire episode on pricing and it's cuz i see this all the time where people they don't price their services accordingly and they they don't make anything. It's like, you're doing all this work for pennies. Like, no, don't do that. Charge your worth. So I love that you said that. Yes, definitely get out here and charge your worth. Um, there, I was watching the news with my mom the other day and there's this um, lady who was on and she started this community it was basically for families who have decided to have one child and just be and be done, right? Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, I was like, you can literally create a community around anything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like whatever it is that like you're passionate about or mm-hmm. that's a part of just even your everyday like routine, your everyday life, like you can create something out of that. And don't shortchange yourself just because like it's a part of your everyday life or just because it's something that you love. Like you have to make a living as well. (laughs) So true. So did you deal with any like mindset shifts? So like I see a lot of times when people transition from employee to entrepreneur, they don't really develop that entrepreneur mindset until later on. It's like still a struggle. So they'll look at their clients as like their boss instead of like, no, this is a CEO working with another CEO. So did any of that come up for you as you made that transition? I think for me, the biggest mindset shift that I had to make was being okay with the no's. So I think a lot of times in entrepreneurship, because we believe in what we have to offer and Mm -hmm. we believe that what we have is really great, we just want everyone to jump on board. Like, yep, I'm in. Count me in. I'm in. Sign me up. And I think that's a huge misconception when it comes to entrepreneurship. And we have to be prepared to accept some of the no's, right? And so for me, in the beginning, it was a little bit difficult. It was kind of challenging because I felt like, you know, I wasn't getting as many yeses as I desired or as I wanted. And it kind of had me questioning, like, should I go back? Like I had a conversation with my husband. I'm like, should I go back? Like now I, I did really great. And then I didn't do really great. And then I did really great again. And I didn't do really great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like, there's a roller coaster of emotions because you believe in what you're doing and you want other people to believe in what you're doing as well. So I think as far as mindset shifts, I had to learn to be okay with those no's and not take it as 
like, oh, what you're doing is not good enough or anything like that, but just take it as maybe it's just not a good fit for my personal life right now, or maybe it's just not a good fit for my finances right now or whatever it might be with that individual person and not necessarily as a reflection of me. Because when people would say no to my services, like, I'll be in a corner, like crying somewhere. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, what am I doing wrong? Like, oh my gosh. And, you know, I, I think that's the biggest mindset shift that one of the biggest mindset shifts that I really had to make. And then also um, shifting my, my money mindset more so than anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like I said, when you're in entrepreneurship and, you know, you sign a $5,000 client, you might want to go to the mall and, and splurge and, and buy something nice. <laughs> you know, I worked hard. I signed this $5,000 client. Yeah. I'm going to go spend a thousand on myself, you know, but you have to be, <laughs> you have to be disciplined, you know, more than, a nine to fiver because yeah, you got this $5,000 client today, but when's the next time you're going to get a client mm-hmm. like that? Right. Um, and when was the last time before this, that you got a client like that and you may, you know, have to play catch up sometimes. So becoming more disciplined and really shifting my money mindset as well, um, was a huge sort of mindset shift that I think really has helped me to get to where I am now. Yes. Oh, I love both of those. I actually just talked to my Facebook community about mindset, um, especially like, you know, when it comes to like having a growth versus a fixed mindset. And I think like how you were saying, you know, initially when you got those no's, like it, you took it personally. And I think a lot of times in this entrepreneurial world, we will tie our self-worth to a yes or a no. And it's like, no, you know, that person just wasn't a good fit. And there are times too, where it's, where they're saying no, but it's more so they're saying not right now. So they may come back further, you know, later on, because I've had that happen where they said no. And then a few months later, they say like, oh man, I can't do this on my own. I need support with managing my podcast. (laughs) And they're like, oh, do you have any openings? And so that will happen. But you have to remember that however they respond, it has no reflection of who you are. It's no connection to your self-worth or anything like that. And it doesn't even say anything about your services per se. Like, it just wasn't a good fit and that's okay. You know, there are going to be other opportunities. So I think that is a huge one just for entrepreneurs in general, whether yeah. you're transitioning from a nine to five or you just have gone straight into entrepreneurship. A hundred percent. You know, I think that's super important. It's, it's extremely important. I think another thing also that I wanted to mention, because I know that the audience is primarily um, moms and, and mompreneurs. Mm-hmm. And I think as moms, like it's our human nature to want to put our kids like, oh, I got to do this for the kids. Oh, I got to do that for the kids. I got to get the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids, right? But one of the things that I had to learn also is if I was at work at my nine to five, Mm-hmm. I would not be coddling my, at the time, three-year-old, right? If yes. I was at work, right, at my nine to five, I wouldn't be stopping what I was doing to fix a snack, you know? So mm-hmm. I had to, you know, my daughter was home with me at the time. My son was at school, but 
I had to, you know, get my daughter to understand times when, you know, this is not a time to interrupt mommy. This Mm -hmm. is not a time that mommy can play, but here's when we can play and here's Mm -hmm. when we can cuddle and here's when we can watch a movie. But putting those boundaries into place was difficult at first because honestly, you have a little bit of mom guilt because like you don't want to tell your kids, no, like I can't play dolls with you. (laughs) But, you know, I had to learn how to set those boundaries in place for, for her benefit. And also for my benefit and our benefit as a family, I had to, you know, put those boundaries in place. So I think that was another really like transformational thing that I had to learn how to manage as far as mindset and like, you know, managing my emotions through this transition and, and things of that nature. And I think that's important for, you know, people who are going to listen to this to hear and understand that, that it's okay to have those boundaries with your children. Yes, I completely agree. Especially if you have your kids home with you full time, you have to set those boundaries. If not, you're never going to be able to work on your business. And I love that you brought up the mom guilt thing. Um, Cause I just interviewed someone and she brought up for mompreneurs that mom guilt it goes to the next level because you technically don't have to be an entrepreneur. You are choosing to be one. And so it's like, oh man, I'm choosing to do this, but it's taking time away from my kids. <laughs> and so it's like that added layer, but you don't have to stay there. Like it's okay to have something for yourself. It's okay to do this business. It's okay to set boundaries with your kids. So hundred percent, hundred percent. Mom guilt is this sort of it's this sort of hateful thing that sometimes we just we just can't get away from. But I think mm-hmm. when we start to identify our our sort of you know triggers or what have you, um, we can manage it better. And I think we have a lot of moms who are starting to accept that and and understand that. And even like with my mom, she ended up having to move in with us during the pandemic. I'm so mm-hmm. glad that she's here. Um, But she ended up having to move in with us during the pandemic. So she has the mother-in-law sleep downstairs in our house. And so she sometimes tells me, you know, Sheikah, that's what, that's what my family calls me, Sheikah. She's like, Sheikah, I love how you handled that with Bryson and Brielle because, you know, I would have, she's like, where did you learn some of these things? Like, where did you, like, even this morning she was like, I love watching you interact with Bryson and Brielle. (laughs) And she's like, you handle things, you handle things so well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel, it feels really good to hear that, you know, coming from her. And so I think as we learn to manage it, it's just something that gets better over time. And, And like I said, I think a lot of moms, even like our moms are starting to understand like, Hey, Although you have kids, like it's okay to prioritize the things that you love. It's okay to prioritize some things that you're passionate about and, you know, prioritize yourself sometimes too. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, So we are getting close to the end. Um, Do you have any last minute tips for any moms who are wanting to transition from their nine to five to entrepreneurship full time? I think we have covered so many amazing things um, in this episode. And I think too much information can lead to paralysis. So (laughs) I'm going to say 
Um, you know, the notes that, you know, people maybe have taken so far are a great place to start in your transition into full-time entrepreneurship. Awesome. And what is your number one mompreneur hack? Ooh, (laughs) a babysitter. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, I would say my number one mompreneur hack, I'm going to go back to um, the time. I'm going to go back to the time, managing my time, um, communicating with the people around me, my support system, my mom, you know, my husband and saying, hey, like, like I've got this podcast recording at one o'clock. So we have to adjust our schedule. We have to make adjustments and changes. So I would say, you know, mapping out your day, managing your time is is my number one, number one mompreneur tip. All right. And before we hop off, how can my audience connect with you and learn more about your services? Um, definitely Instagram. Okay. Um, Instagram is, is definitely, um, my primary platform. Um, also, um, my website, I don't know, do I, should I say it or? Yeah, you can. And I'll also link it in the show notes. (laughs) Okay. Um, so my website is a great place. Um, beautifullyheard.com. And I actually am having a conference coming up soon. So, you know, Ooh. here in Charlotte, North Carolina, I'm super excited and grateful for the opportunity to do that. And people can learn more about that on my website as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for just giving us such great insight and practical tips for the moms out there who want to transition from their nine to five to full time entrepreneurship. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity and thank you for your platform and what you're doing for the mompreneurs in our community. And I know that by people listening in and being a part of your community, their businesses and their relationships are going to be you know, transformed as well. So thank you so much. No problem. Mama, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. If this podcast gave you the insight you needed to take your online business to the next level, would you do me a huge favor and leave a review? Leaving a review will help us reach all the mamas who are ready to take their current business to the next level through podcasting without sacrificing motherhood or their sanity. I love, love, love reading your reviews. Also, I am all about community and building a village. I would love it if you join me in the Mama Turn Mompreneur Facebook group. Remember, you are doing amazing, Mama. Much love, and I will chat with you again soon.